This is David Jacobson with Positive Coaching Alliance, and I'm here with Coach Dan Hawkins, head football coach at University of Colorado. Thanks for joining me today, Coach. You're welcome. Um, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about uh, the, the general notion that we at Positive Coaching Alliance hold about um, sports being um, not just about wins and losses, but also about life lessons. And uh, would be curious to hear uh, your approach to that. It's uh, been well documented um, that, that you have that focus, and I'm curious how you came to it. Well, I was very blessed uh, in that every one of the coaches that I had growing up in every sport were all great people. They were, um, you know, some were obviously better X's and O's people than others, but uh, I think sometimes kids always have that one little league coach or basketball coach or something that uh, really was not a positive thing in their life. I was very fortunate because all my coaches were, they were great people. They were good role models. They were positive themselves. Uh, I grew up in a family that way. My mom and dad were very much that way. And uh, so it's really what I know. It's really only what I know. Clearly, when I went to UC Davis, I think it was uh, a real uh, eye-opener and a cementer, I think. of Here you have a program that won an NC2A record 20 championships in a row, and uh, you start putting together all the reasons why that happens. And then as I started going out of my coaching career, you have to sort of think back and put all that stuff together. And I think they had such a great perspective on life there. There was this balanced approach, um, very serious about football, um, but at the same time understanding that there's life out there and there's school out there. And and I think the thing that, that most people miss is I think the more you put that in perspective, the better you play, the more you win. And I think that's where a lot of sometimes people um, you know don't always connect the dots. Okay. That's great. Now, um, there's also been uh, a, a lot of uh, talk and articles about um, the introduction of fun into your practices, just sheer fun. And um, I'd like you to talk a little bit about the importance of that and how you introduce it and how you get players to accept it when uh, coming in they may have been um, in even youth programs that were just all business. Well, uh, there's kind of that old saying that People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, and I, I believe in that. And I think um, we always talk to them about one of the final things I always say to them before we go out on the field is play hard, play smart, and have fun. Mm -hmm. And those are things you can control, and, and that's why you do it. And we all know you take a ton of heat from the media and the fans, and if every play's not perfect and every game's not perfect and every season's not perfect, mm -hmm. but I think as a leader you've got to get them to keep things in perspective. The other thing I think is if you really have been well-trained in psychology and sports psychology, there's a thing called the performance anxiety curve that you know certainly Bob Foster, who was from UC Davis, would talk about, but... Uh, you can only go so far in your anxiety level until you get geeked out and then your performance starts dropping off. So you kind of have to have this relaxed focus in order to play your best. And I think as a coach, you have to get your... That doesn't mean there doesn't have to be some intensity there because there is, but then there has to be this sort of balance at the top that you're relaxed enough 
to think and do the things that you you need to do and enjoy the process and um, so uh, hey we we work hard and we'll coach our guys hard and we'll get after them but we'll also hey the other day we had a walkthrough and then at the end of it we had a little competition a little staff seven on seven the offensive staff versus the defensive staff and our guys had a great time with that or uh you know we'll take our guys to a movie or we'll have a water balloon fight or we'll have the ice cream man come out or you know we'll do some of those things because i do think at some point you have to remember that these guys are under a lot of stress Mm -hmm. they're under a lot of pressure uh school football their personal lives uh, their bodies are physically under. I mean, there's a, they're handling a lot of stress that most people are not used to, and so you have to provide ways that they can, um, you know, uh, vent that. And uh, we're uh, we're talking about taking our guys to a haunted house on Friday night this, this cool. weekend before before a game. But and I think again, what we try to do is we. We try to emphasize how important it is to balance those things out because I think you've got a couple things going on in our society. One, I'll be honest with you, I don't think that people like or know how to work as hard as maybe my parents did or maybe my generation because we're getting away from that concept of this really hard, gut-grinding sweat. I don't like it. It's boring. It's tedious. It's absolutely pushing me to the limit. Hard work. I think we're losing that. And so you have to teach what is that about and how do you do that. Now, at the same time, what we teach is, is the balance to that. So you have to learn how to fluctuate and you have to learn how to sleep and eat right and then work hard, balance that with a little bit of a rest and relaxation. And how does that formula all go together? Because I think the other side of it, what happens now today in our society is people do get stressed out and then they boink the other way. And that's why, you know, I think alcoholism and drugs and, and all this other stuff happen is because people, you know, go to so far to one extreme that in order to relieve that pressure, you have to go way over to the other end of the dial. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, part of our job as mentoring these guys is go, hey, it's a, it's a balance, guys. There's a time to work hard and there's a time to rest. And here's how you do it. Great. Great. Um in terms of uh, coaching one's own uh, children, I can't think of a higher profile example than you and Cody. And, and I thought back for a while, probably the highest profile example I could come up with was Cal Ripken Sr. and Cal Ripken Jr., you know, which is now close to 30 years ago. Um, obviously, that's been um, an adventure. Um, and uh, I'm, I just want to know a little bit about the background of how you brought him up through youth sports um, uh, what role you played, how present you were, um, you know, as you were climbing in your coaching career, and uh, how you guided him to, to yeah. where he is today. Um, I was always real big with him, and my wife is too, on, and again, just the intangible things with sports, about being a good teammate, about keeping your head up when things are, you know, be humble, uh, work hard, all, all those concepts that sports are so awesome about teaching you. I never was a dad that, uh, and I was very blessed because, again, my dad was this way. All my dad ever did was if I was getting a little big on myself, he'd remind me of some of the times I wasn't so good. And if I was a little down, he'd remind me of the times that I was was better. And he helped maintain that balance. 
But with my kids, I never pushed sports on them. All I ever wanted them was to do something. I said, hey, play play the piano, be in Boy Scouts. I don't care, just do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and in their sports career, I try to be as present as I could be. Obviously, when you're coaching, you're not there a lot, so that, that duty goes to mom. And um, But I never, I really didn't, I never coached him. I never said, you've got to swing this way. And, and obviously, if they have some questions, you work with them. But I was not going, okay. We're going out in the yard, and you're going to mm-hmm. hit, you know, 500 wiffle balls. And and okay, we're going to the park, and I'm going to work on speed training with you. I never did that. Mm-hmm. Now, if they asked me one time, Cody wanted to pitch, and he said, "Dad, would you help me work on it?" And I did. I helped him work on that. But uh, I never pushed it, and I never made a big issue about winning and losing. I was always real big on the intangibles about, hey, you know, quit pouting or be a good teammate or hustle or all those things were what I was really emphasizing. And then I think a lot of that is what allowed him to be a pretty good player because he has things in perspective. And, you know, last year he had a pretty good year. This year he's struggling a little bit. I think he's he's got a great perspective on it. He understands the nature of it. There's bigger things out there. Um, but, again, you just – you cannot – even though I'm the head coach and he's our quarterback – I still think you have to understand, not because of his last name. You still have to understand that guy's under a lot of pressure, and we're asking him to do a lot of things mentally as well as physically. And you got to be there, and you got to support him. That doesn't mean you can't make corrections. That doesn't mean you can't teach and do those things. But you better support him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if we return a little bit more to the um, overall philosophy and, and perspective you bring to coaching. Um, an impressive reading list that you talk about on your blog and, and some musical influences and obviously a lot of thought goes into it. Um, how hard has it been for you to maintain that um, practice and the image that goes with it, whether you want the image or not, in, in coming up through the ranks of coaching and how do you get players to, to buy in, to listen to Eastern philosophy and things uh, like that? You know, everybody's a little bit different and, and I always say, you know, it's like cooking spaghetti, man. You just have to keep throwing stuff up against the wall, and different things work for different people. And you cannot cram, you can't cram it down somebody's throat. Uh, so I try to use a variety of different motivational and inspirational forms, and, and let guys uh, learn from that. I think the one thing that I do try to keep present with them is that, hey, it's not me making this stuff up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can pick any great sports person, politician, businessman, community member, whatever it is, and you go, okay, here's another one, here's another one, here's another one, here's another one, here's another one. It's interesting as you bring in different speakers and have different people talk to them, and guys will just go, uh, wow, that was just like him and just like him. Mm-hmm. And one of our guys showed a Kobe Bryant clip the other day of a kind of about competition, and one of our guys was going, I was listening to it, and I was going, that sounds like just, just like Coach Hawk. And, you know, I'm not making this stuff up. It's stuff that I've learned from a huge variety of sources. And so, like I said, you just keep trying to throw it at them at different spots and different intervals, and some of it sticks and some of it doesn't. You know, the reality is when we're young, and it's probably the same for me, when we're young, we don't, we can't make sense out of all that stuff all the time. But as we grow older, that that stuff comes to bear on our lives, and then you kind of have those aha moments where you're going, yeah. I mean, the reality is when you're right in the thick of it, uh, and 
I, I say this all the time. I mean, everybody wants to be needed. Everybody wants to be good at something. Everybody wants to have a sense of power about things, and they all want to belong. And you have to, sports needs to be, in its best, it has all those elements. And so if a kid is feeling those things, he's going to mature and he's going to grow and he's going to blossom really to be the best player or person that he can be. And that's really all you can ask. And now whether he makes sense out of Crazy Horse or Sun Tzu or Martin Luther King or Joe Montana, who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, down the road they'll pick and choose whatever sticks on their brain. Out of those uh, references and sources you just mentioned, um, what is uh, most influential or prevalent um, in your thinking these days? Wow. (laughs) That's so hard just because I draw from so many different varieties of sources. I mean, there's nothing real that sticks out. I mean, I'm I'm probably like a lot of, I mean, my dad is the the strongest influence in my life, I I would say. And, um, you know, my wife and I are very spiritual people, and I think that has a a huge bearing on it. Um, And like I said, I just keep, you just keep pumping the pump. It's, It's like lifting weights. You don't lift until you get to, you know, bench 300 pounds, and then you just quit. You don't you know, jog until you get to an eight-minute mile, and then you quit. I mean, you just keep going. You just keep polishing the stone. You just keep staying after it, getting better, and keep, you know, bringing information to bear on your own existence and trying to kick that back on onto others. But, I mean, I wouldn't say that there's one prevalent. You just you're reaching and grabbing from every source you can get. Bring different um, influences in at different times to see how people respond to it. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, Tell me what, it, in your mind, is hawk love? <laughs> well, again, I think it, I think it's one of those words that uh, um, sometimes in football or maybe in anything, people think, yeah, it's a little bit mushy, it's a little bit squishy. Um, but I think it goes back to some of those things I, I talked about before of, of a person feeling needed and wanted and good at something and belonging to something. Um, and I think to me that's that's probably the best thing that I've ever done in coaching. I think most guys that ever played for me or coached with me would tell you that we have great chemistry. And I think a lot of it is because of that, is I, I uh, take a lot of stock in and how our staff treats each other and the players and vice versa. And um, To me, that's it. That The players aren't afraid to come in here and talk to me on a one-to-one basis, that I'm not going to embarrass them, that I'm not going to humiliate them, that they can trust me, that I'm going to have their back. Um, uh, it doesn't mean, again, that you can't get after guys because I think, again, probably in our society today that one of the things that's missing is is a strong sense of discipline and that you know getting after guys isn't always a bad thing you know it's it it can help them raise the bar uh but it's all of that i mean i generally care i I do generally i care about how they feel and i care about their girlfriends and how they're doing in school and what's going on at home and and i understand how all that affects in the end how, how they play and like i said man if you can you know all of those kids, boy, if you have them write down their life story or if you're patient or diligent enough to sit down and listen to them, they've all got a myriad of things going on, and some more horrendous than others. 
unfortunately, in today's society, it's fewer and fewer and fewer kids that you're seeing that really have no issues to deal with. You're seeing many of them have multiple issues to deal with. And so you need to understand as a leader that that stuff comes to bear on the practice field. That stuff comes to bear during the games. I mean, all those those issues, those insecurities, those uh, you know, lacks of motivation, uh, all, all that, the fears, all that comes to the surface. Mm-hmm. So it's really about how can you achieve optimal performance. And in my mind, it, it's by doing those other things that I that I talked about. Okay. Um, ultimately, what do you feel is your purpose as a coach? My my purpose really, and I say this all the time, my goal is to make a difference. That's my goal. Very simple. Um, and I try to go about doing that every day, and whether that's with our staff or with our team. And I want, when they put me in that little pine box, that people go, hey, you know what, my life was different because of that guy. And to me, I think that's what great coaching is about. I think when you have great teams and uh, great accomplishments, you have that love and affinity for each other. And like I said, when those kids really understand that you really do care and you're going to be there, that they'll, they're going to blossom to the fullest extent of their ability. And so, like I said, for me, hey, I've won a lot of games. We've been successful in high school, junior college, NAI, Division One, Division Two. have won games at every level and been extremely successful. And the reason that you do that is because of all the stuff I'm talking about, in my mind. And again, that doesn't mean you can't have high expectations. doesn't mean you can't have discipline. doesn't mean that there aren't, hey, I've booted guys off our team before. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's you have to be the butcher and the baker. It's, it's not always exactly easy. But uh, I do think when you have that kind of love and that kind of chemistry and that kind of feeling on your team, you really blossom. And to me, like I said, that's I want my guys, I tell them 15 years when they get done playing with us and they're driving down the freeway and they got three screaming kids in the back seat, that the light's going to go on and they're going to go, ooh, I get what Hawk's talking about now. Um, but I want to see them and how's your marriage? Awesome. How's your job? Awesome. How's your kids? Awesome. I don't want to see my guys and go, how's it going? Eh, not so good, coach. I mean, it's not, not really. And... Every time we have a guy that doesn't get it, I mean, I die. I mean, I die a thousand deaths. I mean, I look myself in the mirror and wonder why I couldn't touch him, why I couldn't reach him, why couldn't I make an impact. It always kills me. But that that's why I coach. And I think the more you invest yourself in the process, the more the product comes out. 